Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Real is Hard Podcast. Before we get started with the topic, I wanted to thank everyone for the support, as always. The growth has been so fast and kind of overwhelming, so all I can say is thank you, and that I'm going to keep doing all I can to make each episode as thoughtful as possible. Okay, so... Today we'll be talking about something that has been the biggest struggle in my life. This has caused me severe health problems within the last couple of years and has been a daily battle since I was a teenager. Today we'll be talking about self-image. So, self-image. This is a hard one. Feels harder than any other episode so far. All right, so self-image is the way we perceive ourselves, how we see our personality, our physical appearance, and our capabilities. And this is something so universal, right? We all have to deal with how we see ourselves daily. I used to think that there were a lot of people out there that just had a good grip on it all, that see themselves and genuinely think, Damn, I am good, and I look good on top of it. As I've gotten older, though, I think more people struggle with self-image than I realized. I think people are just afraid to talk about these struggles. They don't want to be seen as weak, flawed, negative, or like me, writing this worried that as I get ready to talk about how I see myself, people will think, you know what? He's right. He is exactly how he sees himself. But these conversations are important. So here we go. I'm going to break this down into two parts. In the first half, we're going to talk about the way I perceive my abilities and how they have been affected. And in the second half, we're going to talk about how I perceive my physical appearance. So growing up from a very young age, I was being told I was gifted. Throughout elementary school, I was having teachers tell my parents I would go far, that I had so much potential. So much so that I was voted most likely to become president of the United States at my elementary school. Now for me, Growing up was a challenge. I never really understood what it meant when people would say I was gifted. I just felt normal. It added a lot of pressure. It made me feel like I needed to do more, but I wasn't being given any more to do. Middle school came and my attention became really divided. I was continuing to hear about how I was gifted that it was the reason I was put into the better classes. That I was so advanced for my age. I kept being told I had to keep working hard or my future would be wasted. Now, I really liked to read it this time. It was really the one thing I was proud of. Mainly because I used to read as an escape from all the pressure. I needed an escape, because hearing how much potential I had was scary. I never felt like I was trying. If anything, 
I always felt the opposite. Like I was putting in just enough work to get by. Not because I was wanting not to try, but because I never had anything challenging enough to need to. And the combination of always feeling pressure and never needing to try created some really bad habits. I would procrastinate a lot in middle school because I knew I could rush projects and homework and still get a good grade. I was always looking for an escape from the world around me. I had pressure everywhere and that was overwhelming. At school, I always felt miserable and at home, I didn't feel like I belonged. A lot of that procrastination came from the reading. And then I discovered the world of video games. I was reading all of these books with adventure, dragons, magic, and with video games, I could be the hero in these books, using magic and fighting dragons. It became an escape I would sink hours into. This became the norm for me. I would spend all of my time hidden away in my room, reading, playing video games. Now, I knew that everyone around me was unhappy with me. This person who has so much potential and this is what he spends his time doing? Around the end of middle school, my grades had dropped a bit. I had really been struggling with math and I had never struggled before. Things became tense. At first, I really tried to figure math out. I just couldn't understand it. It didn't matter who tried to teach it to me. My brain just wasn't comprehending. So, naturally, everyone believed I wasn't trying. My parents started getting worried about my future. If this was a bad grade on my report card, I might not get into a good college. They wanted me to spend more time studying math. I wanted to go to my room and escape. I felt stupid. My parents and teachers told me that if I spent time learning it, I would understand it, but that wasn't happening. And I was frustrated. Why couldn't I just figure it out? I was gifted, right? I sunk into my escapes more. My parents started getting upset. I was going to waste my potential. My future would be ruined. I started being grounded a lot, video games taken away, stuck in my room for weeks on end. Now, this didn't motivate me to try. In fact, it did the opposite. I was being told I was wasting my potential, that I was wasting my time and my future. But I knew I had been trying to learn math. And that no matter how many people said I was gifted, that didn't mean I was perfect. I had no escape now. My time was spent laying in my bed, thinking, or at church, thinking. My mental health started declining very quickly. I started becoming bitter. I thought to myself, fine. If I'm going to be punished when I do try, then I'll stop trying altogether. 
I was grounded a lot off and on through the end of middle school and throughout high school. I started coasting by a lot more. I stopped caring. I kept hearing more and more about how I was wasting my potential. That my gifts were going to waste. I had never felt like anything special. But hearing I was wasting these things I didn't feel I had to begin with made me feel like shit. I started hating myself. Now, I'm going to go ahead and switch things over to the physical aspect of my self-image. We'll come back to the mental side of things soon. Physically, growing up for me was awkward. I had a growth spurt a lot earlier than the kids around me, and so I stood out. I didn't want to stand out. I wanted to fade into the background, but this didn't happen. I was always being singled out for my height in elementary school. Kids trying to fight me at recess to seem tough, trying to get me to fight in the bathroom. I just wanted to be left alone. This taught me that people would always notice me. I became hyper aware of this. I would see people looking at me in the hallways, in groups I would tower over other students and stand out, constant feelings of eyes on me. I learned to be very self-conscious. As middle school came, I started seeing couples hooking up. I started noticing girls more. And with eyes always on me, I felt they were noticing me as well. I started becoming nervous. Did I look okay? How was I supposed to know? Were they looking at me because I was a freakishly tall monstrosity? Logical conclusion, right? So I started trying to hunch over a lot more. I became more introverted. If I was quiet and didn't draw attention to myself, I wouldn't have to worry about what people were thinking of me. Or at least that's what I did my best to convince myself of. Okay. So between middle school and high school, I had another growth spurt. But now I wasn't just growing tall, I was gaining a lot of fat in areas I didn't want to. Especially my stomach. This was a problem. I had such a love affair with food, but it was causing me to feel like I was going to stand out in ways that wouldn't be positive. What if my peers noticed and started making fun of me? And what better to come along with feeling fat and unable to hide? Why not a really bad acne problem? Great. I felt so ugly. So. This physical image of myself, along with this image of my wasted potential, brewed into new, unhealthy habits. I started to dissociate. I would disconnect from my surroundings. I was numb. Weeks at a time would breeze by. I also started starving myself. I felt it was the only way I could stop being so ugly. 
I carried these habits with me into college. I didn't have anyone to tell me I needed to eat or to get out of bed. I remember the building of my dorm had a grocery downstairs in the basement that only took a couple of minutes to get to. And next to this grocery was a small gym no one ever used. I created a routine. Once a week, I would get a few gallons of water and some crackers. I would spend the week drinking water and eating a cracker a day. I started using the gym in the basement. I would run three times a week. On the weekend, I would eat normal meals. I started hearing from friends and family that I looked like I needed to eat more. I became paranoid. I would fluctuate between feelings, wondering if I hated how I looked because I was fat or because I was too skinny. I couldn't tell. On the other end of things, I was actually starting to feel okay with my abilities. I spoke in past episodes about how I was finding myself. I had a friend group I enjoyed spending time with. I was able to learn about whatever I wanted. I didn't feel so suffocated. So on one side I was growing, but on the other side things were getting worse. After college, I was in the serious relationship that I spoke about the last couple of episodes. I grew really comfortable in this relationship. They were always telling me I looked fine. They encouraged me to eat. They really helped to drive me out of this dark space of starvation. Now, I still didn't feel happy with how I looked, but I was doing better. I started gaining a ton of weight. I was eating all the time. I could feel the weight on my body. So much so to the point that I had to constantly start buying new clothes. But I kept being reassured that I wasn't fat, that I looked good, healthy even. This went on for a while. I spoke in the last couple of episodes about how this relationship ended. With the conversation, I never loved you. Now, what came along with this was a conversation that included, I was never attracted to you. They had told me about how I provided them a place to stay, that I treated them well. They wanted me to get fat, so no one better would come along. They were insecure, worried if I was skinnier, someone would notice me and I would leave them. They told me they had lied all along about me being healthy, that they would encourage me to eat more and more and play to my insecurities. It's weird the things that love can do to distort the world around us. I remember stepping on a scale after the relationship ended, just under 400 pounds. So, 
I went back to the old tried and true. I started starving myself again and going to the gym again. I would hear from friends around me how excited they were to see me getting healthy. But at this point, I didn't trust what anyone believed healthy was. Now, my mental perception of myself took a dip for a short period of time, but I rebounded pretty quickly, so I won't re really be going into much detail on that end of things anymore. So I struggled physically. I got down to just above 200 pounds. Everyone around me was so proud, and I was happier. I still hated the way I looked, but hearing everyone around me celebrating this achievement made me feel better. And all I had to do was starve myself. I had also developed a binge eating problem. I realized I loved foods so much but it was causing me to gain weight, which wasn't okay. So once a week, I would eat anything and everything. That way, I could fight my urges for the rest of the week. I would love to say that now I have a control on this aspect of my life. But in reality, I'm still struggling. I think it's important to be honest. I still struggle with my physical self-image daily. I struggle not to starve myself. I fight binge eating habits and I fail a lot of times. I've learned no one is perfect, but I'm making an effort and I'm proud of that much. Alright, so if you enjoy this podcast and you would like to show your support, or know someone who might be interested in what we're talking about, feel free to share it around on social media. Speaking of social media, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at RealIsHardPod, Twitter at RealIsHard, and Facebook at RealIsHardPodcast. New episodes will be coming every Thursday to wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any ideas for topics you'd like to hear on the podcast, or if you'd like to leave suggestions, you can do so at realishardpodcast at gmail.com. See you next week.